grace and mercy. But if you never felt God's forgiveness, then you really don't know what I'm talking about. But if you ever felt God's forgiveness or it come to the realization God's grace and mercy, I was uh, listening to a pastor this morning. Thank you, Eddie. Listening to a pastor this morning, and um, he was talking about how many. He's talking. He was talking about heaven, but he was mentioned about how many people died just within the time that he was preaching. And he said, close to eleven thousand people die will be dead in forty-five minutes. 45 minutes. That's going on every day, every hour. And folks think that it's all about life. You're wrong. You're wrong. So, um, there's some things we need to talk about. I'm not going to rush myself on this. And, of course, we're going to lay some foundations here. We they talk about the, the cross uh, we want to keep here. We're going to stay and kind of stay our grounds on the word resurrection. What's the word? That's where our power is. That's, that's what, it, what it's all about. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for our time together. And thank you for the fact of um, looking at this passage of scripture that's familiar to many of us. We've read it so many times. But you didn't tell us to read the word. You told us to study it. That takes us real down, deep down into um, the caverns of the thinking and the operation that's going on during that time and what you're all about. So, so Lord, being sensitive of the time, but still staying on course, lead and guide your servant. And may we understand what this is all about as we see you move through individuals that you use in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Well, let me um, first cut it on that way. That'll help. So we're, we're dealing with um, resurrection power. Um, and I put part one because I said I'm not going to rush through it. So I put it the last minute. I just said part one, you know, uh, because there's some, some verses and there's some things I need to explain so you understand the dynamics of what's going on. What's really going on and we, as we look at this passage of, of Scripture, um, that's, uh, that's, that's the wrong. Let's, let's, we're starting off with this, but we'll be... Uh, in, in Acts, though. But notice what it says in 1 Corinthians 5.12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testify about God that he raised Christ whom he did not raise 
if, if it's true that the dead are not raised. If, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. We're in trouble. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have what? Perished. If Christ, we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be what? Pitied. If all we can say is Jesus Christ in this life, we are pitiful individuals. And so as we move this morning toward what we want to talk about, and let's start with our introduction, the dynamics of the cross have ushered in God's ultimate uh, agenda, the redemption of man through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The resurrection is a reality check that Jesus died to deliver us from the awesome judgment of the eternal wrath of God. Listen carefully. One of the reasons that Jesus Christ died Yes, it's because God loved us. Why? We know he loved us. Why did Jesus die? If Jesus was here today, he'd say, I died to deliver you from myself. You see my love, but you have not seen my judgment. You've seen how the extent of my dying. you see me come from glory. Let my creation beat me beyond recognition. You've seen, if, if I did that in my love for you, then there has to be an opposite of what happens with my judgment. Then the awesomeness of my judgment is beyond description. It was never meant for men, but for the, for the devil and his angels. Don't miss this. If you have not Ask Christ who have died for your sins to become your savior. Not, your, not the traditions of the church and everything. Your savior. You are on your way to the place that Christ died that you never go to. And the Lord says, if you do that, then here's what you have done. You have stepped over the cross and decided to live your life the way you want to live it. And, and you know what God says? Okay, then I'll let you do. What you think is right. And so, I'm, and so as we move forward then, clarifying our thoughts for this morning, uh, we really committed ourselves to our calling, purpose, and responsibility. It will start having a tremendous impact in several ways. One, the evidence of the presence of God's power in our lives. The boldness that is characteristic of those who do more than show up, but get moving. The convictions and clarity of thought while under pressure. The fearless approach in maximizing the, great, the greatest impact. When we as individuals understand, you see, before, before Christ died, that's why we had the cross. Going up to the cross like the thief, you're condemned. Everybody going up to the cross, you're condemned and everything else. Once Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. On the other side of the cross, the resurrection. 
<laughs> it's a new thing. And so what happens is everybody on the other side of the cross, you don't look back. That has been taken care of. You look forward and you start taking care of the business. <clears throat> and so what happens is this. There are other individuals who got saved on the other side of the resurrection, or there are some folks who exist on the other side of the resurrection who have never accepted Jesus Christ. They need to experience that resurrection power. They need to understand who Jesus Christ is. They need to ask forgiveness. The storyline that we're getting ready to go into, uh, just in the background of it, just lay in the background of it, the background of it is this. You remember Peter, who cursed and sweared and said, I don't know him? Now this Peter is out. He's, they have, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They've been sent out. Peter and John, what a, what a, you know how Peter is. Peter is outgoing. He's going to tell it like it is. I mean, that's the Peter. You have John, uh, and he's asked about John. Well, what about him? The Lord said, what's it, what's it to you? You know, Peter and John, put those two guys together. And these two guys, uh, and understand now, Peter has been forgiven. And so Peter now is on the other side of the cross, and he has been forgiven. Also, on the other side of the cross is a man who is crippled, have never asked Christ in his life, and this is the way he'll die if somebody don't make a difference, and he's right in front of the temple begging for alms or money. If Peter would have gave, given him money, he would have died with the, the chump change in his hands and gone into eternity. Let's give him the background. But Peter comes up to the man, him and John, and Peter comes and the man looks expectantly, and Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. See, you don't know what you have in Christ. Once we understand what we have in Christ, you see, the, the free access to the throne of grace, once we know what we have, it says, such as I have, give I you. And he told him that in the name of Christ, stand up and walk. That man got up, he started walking and leaping and jumping and, oh, man, I mean, it was, the people were rejoicing. I mean, so we're coming in on a scene like this. Here, Peter, who was forgiven, and here the other man on the other side who has been, two men who have been delivered. Peter, because he denied Christ, and here's a man who had been crippled for so many years, and now he has a livelihood, and he knows Christ, and he's on a hallelujah boulevard. People are rejoicing all over the place. And so our scene comes with that. Victorious. You would think that, boy, he would walk into that, that place and everybody else would praise the Lord and a hallelujah. And you would think that, boy, things would go beautiful. Uh, I don't think so. First, we see the intervention. What's it, what is it? The intervention. The first snapshot then, and I, I wasn't going to tell you how many, because he said, boy, he's just on one, blah, blah. that's why I said part one. So then the, let's look at the intervention. Now, understand, all of this is going on. While in the midst of, now in the synagogue, in the synagogue, it's not like we're doing here. In the synagogue, when you walk into that uh, setting, 
you can, uh, they would, uh, you would be standing in the middle like this, and folk could be standing all around you, and you could be standing up, and you could be teaching, and a person's going to ask the question. You find it many times, and it could be, uh, you could be in the middle of your teaching, somebody can ask the question, you can, and so Peter is going in, and he's getting ready to teach in one of the synagogues, there were many synagogues around. He's getting ready to teach, and all of a sudden, here's what happens. And as they were speaking to the people, and the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them, put them in custody until the next day. But it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the, of the men came to be 5,000. 5,000 people were saved because of the miracle and the teaching. Do you see the contrast? The contrast is these people are annoyed. Who is annoyed? We'll get to know, know these folks. The priests, the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection or anything else. The priests who are supposed to know all of this. And then they brought the, 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 the captain of, of the temple. They had a guard, the police. All of them very annoyed and interrupted the, the, the meeting. And took them, there's no dialogue, took them, interrupted the meeting, took them, and threw them in jail. Wow. And that's where we begin to take some closer looks. It is, po it is possible to uh, successfully interrupt a, a, a meeting, silence temporarily the speakers, but, but not shutting down the power of God's word. Notice what it says, though. It says the observation on proclaiming. The proclamation of the resurrection will always establish lasting results. So whenever you share, it will always establish lasting results. Next, the proclamation of the resurrection will always have uh, opposition, even from religious leaders. The proclamation of the cross will have a personal and physical effect on you. Be ready. They were thrown in jail. Okay. And notice this. It wasn't the Roman army. It had nothing to do with Rome. These were the religious folks. Read the law. Know the law. They're the ones who had them thrown in jail. The proclamation of the cross is designed to bring results that will glorify God and change lives. The proclamation is expedient and not necessarily a convenience. In other words, it's important, but it's not always a convenience. It's not always in the right setting and everybody loves you and everything's going beautiful. The moment that you start really standing for the Lord, you're going to start getting opposition. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You can talk about Buddha. They don't care, you know. Uh, you, you can talk about ISIS. They don't care. Christian Dale, um, uh, Dale uh, Fenianism. They don't care. No. They have all of these, the, all of these religions you can use. They don't. They don't care. Um, Mormonism. Uh, 
you, you, you name it. There's a, there's a number of, of, of ideas and philosophies and everything else, and folks will talk to you about it and argue to you about it and everything else. But whenever you start talking about Jesus, that's when you drop the bomb. And you know that breaks my heart? I guess my ears are more sensitive now. Every time people do use Jesus, it's a joke. They use it when they're, uh, when they're startled. Oh, Jesus. You know, guess what? It makes people laugh. They don't say, oh, devil. As long as they say, oh, Jesus. It's funny. It's funny. You want to, you want to, if you really want people to laugh, you just keep using Jesus' name in an in a awkward situation. That his holiness does not glorify God and people will laugh and they'll clap their hands and say, you are so funny. Oh, child, you're right. That's what's happening. And these guys, they didn't like what was going on in the meeting. The interrogation. The interrogation was very interesting. Scriptures. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem and Ananias, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priest family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Like they didn't know. That's why they arrested them. 14 reasons why people ask questions. Okay. There are some questions you really don't have to answer, but this is one of the one questions that was asked. Observation. Number one, all of the key religious powers were, were there, but always, always remember that intent always will always be revealed by content. Whenever a, when a person's intentions is, you know, that their intentions, the content will be that. Why do they have them in the circle? Why do you have me here? Why are you questioning me about the who did it when you know already who did it? There's something else behind this, and that's where we draw the curtain. Because several obvious actions and attitudes, this was not a cultural meeting of minds. Interruption of a meeting, intentional hostility, Incarceration, interrogation. Now, this sounds like a very casual meeting of the minds here. Then you know they're not going to ask you nice questions. They didn't even say thank you for coming because you, you're brought here by force in the first place. Intentionally avoiding the miraculous and obvious event that took place. The man really didn't take the man's healing and they were saying well praise God this man was healed and you guys did a wonderful job and we are so thrilled no we throw you in jail we hold you overnight and then we have and we got the big kahunas all around you from the priesthood the family remember it was a family thing going on here and they said, why are you doing this? By what name? How did you get power, up, get this, how do you get power apart from us? How do you get that type of power? 
Steps of wisdom will make a difference. Stay focused and leave the results to God. Do what? Don't be intimidated by how many people crowd around you and asking you questions. Just stay focused. Like, like, like Stephen, just stay focused, okay? Uh, just keep it cool. Don't lose it, okay? Stay focused. Stay focused. Leave the results of God. Never let your haters get, off, uh, of, uh, get you off your game. A lot of times we let people say and do things, and then we forget why we're here in the first place. Never let your haters get you off of your game. Always remember who you are. I know who I am. So you can say what you want. You can put me in, in the middle of a circle and do all the questions and everything else, but that, guess what? I know who I am. And if you try to take my peace from me, that won't work. <laughs> okay. My peace is in the Lord. Seize the moment to set the record straight. Well, since we're having a meeting, I may as well give you the truth like everybody else. Everybody else needs the truth. So since we're in a meeting, let's set the record straight. Who has the, tr the, the truth here? Those who have them in a circle? No. Peter and John, they're sitting in a circle, and these guys are not there to be learners, but accusers. They had the power of getting these guys killed. They knew that. Seize the moment to glorify God and not to justify yourself. Yes, we follow Christ, and, uh, and the man asks, and we, we just don't try to justify yourself. Just, <laughs> just state who you are. I'm a child of God. This world does not want to hear it in the workplace. You'll find, you keep pushing it. Some folks don't want to, you don't, they don't want to hear it among your friends. They don't want to hear it. Jesus. The indictment. So since they asked the question, now the, the guys come up and said, okay, that's, if that's what you want. Peter's authority. Then Peter feel what the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders. Peter's assessment. If we being examined today concerning a good deed done to cripple man, by what means this man has been healed? By the, this man has been healed, Peter's accusations. Let it be known to all of you, to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man is standing before you well. So they had a man standing, you know, he's <laughs> evidence, you know, why do you say it? What's your burden of proof? This man validates why we're standing here. Peter's affirmation. This Jesus is a stone that was rejected by you. The builders which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no other else, for there is no one other than name under the given in heaven among men by which we must be what? 
saved. There's none other that we must be saved. He says, I'm going to share it with you guys. He says, in other words, wait a minute. You got me on trial. You don't understand. You killed Jesus. You really on trial. You got a court date coming. And guess what? Guess who will be ruling with Christ? <laughs> the saints of God. So whatever this hang jury is right now, I just want to let you know. You killed our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are guilty. Do you see them trying to defend themselves anyway? Do you see them trying to say, oh, we're so sorry. We don't want to be put out of the synagogue. No, no, uh-uh. That curtain was torn apart. And a torn apart means you don't have to go to a priest. Jesus is the high priest. We can approach the throne boldly. And Jesus says, when you pray, I tell you where you go. You go into your closet. I don't have one. Find one. Find a quiet place, and there you talk to God, and God who sees and hears in secret, he will reward you openly. So you guys who think you have power, there has been a game changer, and you thought you won, and you really lost. And because this guy, the reason I say that, this guy, based on the cross, based on the resurrection, that's why he's standing here right now. And you find that uh, I can imagine the leadership, we get to get through all of that, but the leadership, and just, just in the first few verses, the enemies of Christ held an inquiry of the disciples while failing to see that they were abiding under dark, under dark shadow, shadows of God's wrath and eternal punishment. They didn't know. But the quietest thing in that particular courtroom was God's pending wrath. They already crucified his son. They already made fun of his son. They already went to the extent of uh, getting the Roman army to have him go through all of this. They did all of this. And now, after 5,000 men got saved... You're going to have my boys in the middle of a circle? Oh, oh, you'll go right ahead because you're going to have eternity. And my full judgment that I was going to lay on Satan, you will, you will witness the totalness of that. I would, uh, I would challenge you just for a little test. Not here, of course. In your, in your quiet moment. Go into the clo uh, closet anywhere, anywhere where there is no light at all, none. And then imagine being there throughout all eternity. Then imagine being tormented by physical pain and emotional you will not that whole ticket of all the things you have done you will never forget what you have done forever 
And then understand, don't pray because that's one place God will not be forever. There'll be screaming and hollering and gnashing of teeth. Oh, they had their day now with the disciples in the middle of their circle. But oh, wait to God, flip the switch. Because of the resurrection power, men who was in power empowered made a difference. And when they made a difference, people responded in a way that was intimidating. But they, get this now, they stood their ground. Saints, I tell you, as soon as I'm, as sure as I'm standing here, it's getting worse for believers. You say, well, you know, I got the churches. It's getting worse for believers. And what they have, uh, as far as the law is concerned, what they're trying to move now is the, uh, some laws concerning what the preacher can preach and not preach here in Illinois. Everything is very quiet, very subtle. Everybody's agenda's being approved, but ours. They're becoming more and more hostile, but we need to understand. Regardless of if nobody pats us on the back, that we're, we're in a battlefield. There's, it's not the place to be pat on the back. It's time to stand. It's time to make up our mind that here's what it's all about in our Lord, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One last thing, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is God's eternal seal, that promise of grace, great and marvelous things to come. It also put the world on notice that judgment will not be delayed. Two things, the promise and undelayed judgment. What Satan's trying to get us off the game is he don't want us to, he want us to be so concerned about what's going on today, all of the benefits, all of these little crumbs on the table, like little birds, and not see that we have eternity promised to us. And we're so afraid to die, to step through the door that we'll take drugs to harm our bodies to keep us alive here. They say, ah, oh, Donna, you, you say that because you're old. Okay, you, you can say whatever you want. But let me tell you something, young folks are dying. They're dying at every age. Quietly, God's, God's arrow of death flies through the air and you find another person died. The pastor said, how many people died every second, every minute, every hour? He was, that's why I said by, uh, by the, the, the point of almost 45 minutes, somewhere in that area, uh, the thousands of lives going like this. And that is, they have never experienced the resurrection power. These guys now, timid Peter, the cursing, swearing Peter, who said he never knew him, is now causing tremendous miracles, empowered. People's lives are being changed. And that's the type of power that God gives you and me 
to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we end this morning, I just want to encourage you. Don't let the resurrection of Jesus Christ be a yearly thing to think on. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, if we take the resurrection out, we are the most miserable people on earth. Let's bow in prayer. Father, I just thank you for the saints. And, and as we look at Acts and all the things that's going on there, as we look at the leadership, the religious leadership of the time who already have rejected you and set, it up, set up their own standards and matter of fact, we were responsible for uh, getting the Romans involved and crucifying you. Now it was uh, trying to do the same thing to Peter and John, trying to shut it all down. But where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Thank you, Lord, that through, that through the whole thing, you are still in control. And we may be pushed around and bob up. After all, we get right back up and we're still standing. Help us understand that as we go to the furthest of this day, the people we encounter and all the things that will test us as to who we really are. May we come away saying, we are the recipients of the grace of God. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we trusted that he died for our sins. We asked him to be our savior. He forgave us. And we have resurrection power that cannot be taken from us by the world. We can choose not to use it. But we, no one can take it from us. Help us to live like that, Lord. Not with our heads lifted up in pride. But focus intentional, making each day count. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the same said, amen.